0: Push the red.
1: Please make sure we're recording this it time. It re- It is. Don't touch anything.
0: <laughs> too too late. Right. L- things are moving. Hey Dave. Hi Holly. How are you?
1: I'm great, thank you. How are you?
0: I am wonderful because it's that time of season. We're done with th- We're done with Halloween. We've eaten all it. Have you finished up all your Halloween candy? No.
1: I'm trying to pace myself.
0: Really? Yes. You pace yourself throughout uh, November?
1: Well, i maybe eat 10 in a day, 10 pieces, or 15 or 20 pieces in a day, (gasps) and then I have to skip the next day. What is a... (laughs) That's pacing myself.
0: What's a piece? Well, we
1: bought minis this year, mini minis, like not just your regular minis, but they feel really small.
0: Okay. (laughs) Sure. So
1: therefore, I can eat 20.
0: Okay. We have
1: Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, Crackle, Kit Kat, milk duds and heath bars Ugh. it was a mix in this one bag well we had three trick-or-treaters so is
0: there nothing but he- oh, no <laughs>
1: So a whole bag of candy eat, 170 pieces
0: and there's nothing but heath bars left
1: i love heath bars really oh my god they're so good like toffee, toffee? crunch
0: Ugh. oh it sticks to your it's no it's crunch
1: yeah it stays in your teeth for oh, a while it's- but that's a small price to pay <laughs>
0: I just went to the dentist and uh, she gave me a mouthful, literally, of, like, uh, oh, well, all right. Well, if you don't want to keep these teeth, then uh, just keep doing what you're doing.
1: Well, i help you out with the candy if you want
0: You it's chewy. Still, okay, so enough uh, with
1: Halloween. Welcome I, to What Difference Does It Make?
0: Yes, welcome. So what happens after Halloween?
1: Our next holiday would be Thanksgiving.
0: Thanksgiving. So? And chock full of music, Thanksgiving. yeah. Is it? You think? I don't... No, not necessarily. No. I did kind of a cheat, sort of, for finding songs that mean a lot to me. Oh. What? Don't owe me. <laughs> no, I... Yeah, I need... So, uh, kind of my cheat is I, I went to... I, I took or went to the movies. And so there's a lot of Thanksgiving-themed movies that, uh, oh. where songs meant something to me. Not necessarily from the 80s. Some kind of tied into the 80s. I think that was the assignment... Find some songs, doesn't necessarily need to be from the 80s, but something that means something to you.
1: Right. So we're veering from the 80s today. And I didn't, I know you said that, but I didn't, I really went with the thank you songs. So they're not so, they're thank songs you. that I love, but it's not that they mean so much to me. Okay. Except for one
0: of them. Okay. Great. Okay. That's,
1: but they're songs I love. I uh, love songs, but they're all really thank you themed.
0: Okay, thank you theme songs. (laughs) Now I'm curious. I can, uh, as I'm thinking. Oh,
1: they're all pretty obvious. They're not obvious. They are.
0: (laughs) Okay. You want to go first? No, I want to hear a thank you song.
1: Okay, well, um, (laughs) whenever we do our favorites, I can never decide if I should go from my least favorite to my most favorite or my most favorite to my least favorite. So I'm kind of mixing it up, but I'm starting with my favorite of these thank you songs
0: good place to start. Okay. I'm go- <laughs> thank you for doing this.
1: Yes. Well, thank you for the assignment. I am going with Sly Stone. Oh. Which I thought was obvious, but I guess not based on your response. Thank you for letting me be myself again.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So
1: do you know the song well?
0: I do know the song, but please <laughs> tell me why this is something you chose. Well,
1: I just love the song. I love it's It's funky. It's Sly Stone. It has a message you know, it's a, you know his band was pretty integrated, and you know they really went with racial harmony. Um, but with this song, Sly Stone thought that message was getting lost. So the lyrics, are, he he said, which I I kind of tried to read the lyrics after, uh, more detailed after I read uh, some of his feelings about this, and he said he feels the lyrics are scathing and mostly directed at himself. I didn't find I don't find them to be that way but then he he feels that people listening to it, to the song lost the message because the groove was so powerful I found most interesting, and you would think because I have loved the song for a long time that I would have known this. You know that. So, thank you for letting me be myself again. Mm-hmm. So, for letting me be myself again is the like the subtitle. It's in parentheses, right? Do you know what it is? That it's not actually for letting me be myself again. It's not that. It's spelled for letting me f a l e t t i n me i n m e b mice m i c e elf e l f again. Agin. Okay.
0: Right. So you got that. Did oh, you know yeah. that? Oh, I did know that. Okay. I knew. Yeah, I knew this. because I, I work for a radio station, and you have to type in all the music. You that was one of the songs you typed in. So, okay. So, so of course
1: you knew this. I never had to do that. But what I did find out about that, it's called a mondegreen.
0: I don't know what that is.
1: A mondegreen is a mishearing or misinterpretation of a phrase as a result of a near homophony, like a homophone but in a way that gives it a new meaning. So Mondegreens are created by a person listening to a poem or a song, and if you're unable to hear clearly the lyric or the words in the poem, you substitute words that sound similar and make some kind of sense, which we all do that when we're listening to songs and we don't know the words. But that's what he did with this. So there was a writer in 1954, Sylvia Wright, who coined this term, Mondegreen. She wrote it about how, as a girl, she misheard the lyric and laid him on the green – it was in a Scottish ballad. Mm-hmm. She heard it as Lady Mondegreen. So now these things are called Mondegreens. Okay. Does that make sense to you? Yes. I thought that was really interesting. All these years I've loved the song, I did not know the quote-unquote subtitle so was, just, was not just, for letting me be, be myself again.
0: That's so just like misheard lyrics. It's like... Exactly. Excuse me while I kiss this guy. <laughs> yes. Yeah.
1: Like, kiss this guy. Yes. Yes.
0: Yeah. So it's kind of like that thing. Slystone played Coachello once he's slightly crazy and he's you know he's yeah. kind of mysterious or he hasn't he disappears and then you never see him again and for years i don't know what's going on with him but i remember this one time he was supposed to play coachella and the band was there slide doesn't he doesn't show up for like half an hour after you know the band is playing and i can't remember the full story of slide but it was tough watching a little bit the band jam for a half hour before he shows the, up the family stones trying to hold it all together and then he comes on stage and he's got issues and i don't know it's tough he's so so talented and, but, uh, you know, he's got, he's still got some, some issues still. Yeah, and
1: like an Axl Rose kind of thing.
0: A little bit, but yeah. Maybe still less like angry. It, Yeah. Yeah. If Axl was still crazy and didn't realize, you know. If Sly knew that there was a lot of money out there for him to, to perform, he, he might be able to get it together. More a, together, a, yeah. Pa- apparently, because Ax, Axel got it together now. And, yeah, when he realized. <laughs> that yeah, oh, sure. He goes on stage on stadiums. time. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get the band back together and let's play. Because yeah. a lot of people want to see this and we'll pay a lot of money for it. But yeah, Sly it's... is one of those guys where it's kind of mysterious. Interesting. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: No, I mean that he is interesting The, mis- he, in, the mister- in the mysteriousness.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All the... Those songs were great. I love all the, the Family Stone songs. I
1: love and this. I love funk.
0: <laughs> the more funky than Thanksgiving.
1: <laughs> you think? <laughs> well, if
0: you're playing, thank you for letting me be myself yeah. on Thanksgiving.
1: That is one of my favorite thank you songs. Another one is coming next. All
0: right, but I? after you, please go. I'm going with the movie theme, and the I uh, like that. All right, the movie I play every Thanksgiving is because it was a it's a concert film, and it was recorded on Thanksgiving Day in 1976. This is uh, the Last Waltz <gasps> with the band.
2: Oh, very good. It's
0: just the greatest show of all time. It's you know there's Eric Clapton, there there's Bob Dylan, there's Ringo Starr, Van Morrison. They're all saying goodbye to the band decided to
1: disband, pack,
0: pa- pack it up after 17 years, some odd years together. So they put it together, this farewell concert, and it was filmed by Martin Scorsese. And I just love every minute of it. Joni Mitchell's in it too. Yeah, I love her so much. She sings Coyote in the movie, which is great. No regrets,
2: Coyote. We just come from such different sets of circumstance. I'm up all night in the studios and you're early on your edge. You'll be brushing out a brood mare's tail while the sun is ascending. And I'll just be getting home with my reel to reel. There's no comprehending just how close to the bone and the skin and the eyes and the lips you can get and still feel so alone still feel related like stations in some relay you not a, a hit and run driver no no racing away you just picked up a hitcher a prisoner of the white lines on the freeway
0: it was on thanksgiving day for i don't know how much the charge was it was maybe like 20 bucks 25 bucks you got a thanksgiving dinner there was ballroom dancing before the show. And then and then the show starts, you know, about 9 o'clock. And the show went on until like 3 in the morning, <laughs> something so like cool. that. So, so it's all condensed into uh, this amazing film. You know, the interspersed band interviews and there's some studio performances of, of them. There, Emily Lou does some great performances outside of the, the concert. It's all these classic rockers and they're in their 30s. So they're still pretty vivacious and, and just have so much energy. The, you know Van Morrison singing Caravan, and he's like kicking into the air. And, you know, it's just like he's got so much energy. Like you, you know, you I've seen Van Morrison now. He is not moving around too much, no. or he just he does what he it's does. A little older. A little bit old, yeah. They're all older. so it's nice to see these guys in their prime, and they're just kind of full of themselves. Neil Young is is in it too. Neil Diamond is in it. The pe- bill. Pe- people thought that Neil Diamond shouldn't really wasn't really Aww. belong. In, you know, he was of the '60s. He's this old man. What is he doing there? He's like almost 40. He shouldn't be here. <laughs> so Robbie Robertson produced beautiful noise. So that's why he was invited.
2: Uh,
1: okay.
0: Neil Diamond saying dry your eyes at the show and then he left and then supposedly as he's walking backstage he passes Bob Dylan and I don't know whether he says it tongue-in-cheek or anything but he's like ah top that and so Dylan's like well then what do I need to do stay awake (laughs) you know and I don't know whether it was tongue-in-cheek or anything but it was just kind of like oh that's kind of funny so there was that and you know there's all these supposedly during Neil Young's performance there was a little bit of cocaine that was noticed so there was a lot of fun going on because it was 1976 i pick a song every year <laughs> that i love but this i thought the best one would be forever young the the bob dylan song just because it fits with the, the thing of being thankful for everything you have kind of and just good. just the way to to live your life may god bless and keep you always may your wishes all come true you always do for others and let others do for you.
2: Mm-hmm. Hey, you build a ladder to the staff,
0: come on. In. Yeah. and Dylan is great in this he's just you know, he doesn't play the guitar anymore so it's great you know he's, on, just, he's got the guitar he's got this like fedora hat he's wearing he's got the scraggly hair and he's you know smiling a little bit and just kind of he played yeah. with the band so you know watching you know Robbie Robertson takes a guitar solo, it's just amazing and Dylan's just putting his all into it yes it's a great reason to be thankful to be forever young we're trying to live that way. And The Last Waltz is a movie that everyone should see. You should play it every Thanksgiving. And as it, okay. as the first thing you see on the film is play this film loud is what it says. So watch it and play it loud.
1: You don't have to twist my arm to see this film as you do some of the others.
0: Oh, okay, good. Do I, you have it? Have, I, you, have you seen the movie?
1: I know I've seen Bits and Pieces because, again, you old hippie. My parents turned me on to this, you know, all those yeah. artists and bands, and they, that's one of their favorite movies. Yes. So yeah. I've seen bits and pieces, but not, I don't own it, right. but I will watch it.
0: Yes. I own a copy of it. I've got the uh, four CD set, the uh, <laughs> box set yeah. of it. It's nice to just to revisit that film every year and to listen to that music. Cause it's just, it's classic. Okay, That's Thanksgiving.
1: Okay. Good choice. Very good choice.
0: All right. Holly, All right. step up to the plate. What do you got?
1: Do you like Alanis Morissette?
0: I do like Alanis Morissette. Yeah. She's, oh, she, are you going to pick You Oughta Know? No, I'm picking Wait, Thank are you, you. What?
1: <laughs> oh, I guess you knew that. Are you being sarcastic?
0: Oh, no. Me? Sarcastic? What? I'm sorry. I'm going to edit this out because that's horrible. <laughs> I of happen
1: course. to be a huge Alanis Morissette fan. First moment I heard You ought to Know. I specifically
0: been... did not pick Thank You because I had a feeling that yes. would be one that you would pick. Yes. All right. So you picked Thank You by Alanis Morissette. I did. This is not off her first album no this is is
1: off supposed former infatuation junkie and yeah it was a big people were were waiting intently the three years to see if anything she would do next would rival jagged little pill i happen to really like the album supposed former infatuation junkie do you know what it's about
0: i think she took these three years to just kind of rediscover herself or something wasn't and isn't that what this is about
1: yeah pretty simple actually there's no deep Hidden meaning. I had originally thought that it, you know, because she had gone to India, mm-hmm. and she does thank India in the song. I had originally heard that she was think that the whole song was about that trip to India. She had a lot of conflicting feelings after the success of Jagged Little Pill. She said, "I felt I lived in a culture that told me I had to consistently and constantly look outside myself to feel this elusive bliss." And I achieved a lot of what society had told me to achieve, and I still didn't feel peaceful. So I started questioning everything and realized that actually everything was an illusion. It was scary for me because I had believed, everything I would believed in was dissolving in front of me. She wrote thank you because she wanted to express how exciting it was and how scary it was and all these opportunities. She had all these opportunities to define who she was. How about
2: them trying to
1: Do you remember the video? No. She's naked roaming the streets with her hair covering. (laughs) (laughs) Now I I do. Yeah. Mm. She said they were on the street. It was shot in downtown L.A. over two nights. But she said she had to use a little bit of latex so I wouldn't get arrested because apparently if you're fully naked on the street anywhere in America, you risk that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was was 4 in the morning, so she was empowered that year. She was nominated for a Grammy for Best Female Pop Vocal, but lost to... Do you know who she lost to? No. Sarah McLaughlin. I Will Remember You.
0: So sad. That yeah. song with the pets. And the, isn't it? I remember, oh, yes, that was that? That's, that's that song. Oh, okay. Well, no, was, that's, I guess the sentimental... How, see, that's how we remember that song now. That's, I'm sure, did very well for Sarah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it did. She I
1: mean, won the Grammy.
0: Yeah. That was during Lilith Fair, so there was all... Like the these are like Lilith Fair type artists I think both Atlantis and Sarah played that that concert did you go were you I after? didn't I never saw Lilith
1: Fair oh okay
0: you? no I never went to that seems
1: like a Dave kind of show
0: probably was but I did not go
1: I did I never heard this there were two weird Al did a spoof on it called fast food <laughs> And Jimmy Fallon did a parody on a Weekend Update talking about his, his being grateful for all the different types of candy.
0: How about many candy bars? Aren't they moronic? How about cheap people that give you bags of pennies? Yeah. Thank you, Mike and Ike. Thank you, Candy Corn. Thank you. Yeah, there's your Thanksgiving Halloween <laughs> yeah. mix, right yeah. there. There
1: you go. So yes, big fan. I don't even remember a time since then that I was bowled over by a song as much as, or a whole album as Jagged Little Pill. But mm-hmm. hearing You Ought to Know changed my world.
0: Really? Yes. All right. So, so so five years from now, after we're done talking about the '80s, we'll
1: get into some, we'll some Atlantis.
0: Atlantis. Okay, <laughs> yes. Nice. Well, this seems like a good time as any to take a break. So let's stop it right here. <laughs> Welcome back. Here we go. Yes.
1: Yeah, so go. Give me Give me another favorite.
0: All right. Okay. I don't know if this necessarily means a lot to me, but... Then never mind. But no, every Thanksgiving radio stations play this song, and it's like 20 minutes long, and it really has nothing to do with Thanksgiving.
1: No, if it's not Rush or Yes in a 20-minute song,
2: I have no oh, okay. idea what song it's, it is.
0: It's mainly just this, guy, this guy telling a story. Alice's Restaurant by Arlo Guthrie.
2: Oh, check you out. You're all hippie today.
0: It's super, yeah. Well, we're going hippie theme, yeah. <laughs> what year was this? It came out in on 67. Yeah. And it's Arlo Guthrie. It has nothing to do with really Alice's Restaurant or with Thanksgiving, but it mentions both <laughs> of those. And for some reason, radio picks up on that. And every Thanksgiving at noon, if you listen to a classic rock or a public radio station, they will play this 20-minute song because nobody's listening, I guess. And we can, <laughs> we can play this 20-minute song. <laughs> Hmm. Huh. Do you know Alice's Restaurant? Do you know like what he's talking about?
1: I don't. I remember the song because, again, another one my, my hippie parents turned me on to.
0: All right. So they probably sat you down every Thanksgiving and, and played no. you this song. No? Oh, gather the kids just around. Hear it. And- okay, do tell. Yeah. <laughs> tell me a little
1: bit about Alice's Restaurant.
0: Well, I can't tell you much about it. Well,. You could sing the th- the chorus, you can get anything you want at Alice's restaurant.
1: I probably could sing it, but I won't. Okay. Nice Walk park.
0: right in around the back, just a half mile from the railroad track, you can get anything you want at Alice's restaurant. That's all he sings, and then he starts telling a story.
2: Now it all started two Thanksgivings ago, on two years ago on Thanksgiving, when my friend and I went up to visit Alice at the restaurant, but Alice doesn't live in the
1: restaurant, she lives in the church nearby the restaurant, in the bell tower, with her husband Ray and Fotch the a dog, and living in the bell tower like that, they got a lot of room downstairs where the pews used to be, and Having all that room, seeing as how they took out all the pews, they decided that they didn't have to take out their garbage for a long time. We got up there, we found all the garbage in there, and we
2: decided it'd be a friendly gesture for us to take the garbage down to the city dump. So we took the half a ton of garbage, put it in the back of a red VW Microbus, took shovels and rakes and implements of destruction, and headed on toward the
0: city dump. It, it's mainly about trash, really. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> they go to Alice's restaurant. They're dumping out. The, they want to like get rid of all the trash at the restaurant. So they put the trash in their microvan, and they drive away. They notice a cliff. There's some other trash down there. So they're like, oh, well, we'll just throw the trash down there. So they throw the trash down there. The police catch him, and he gets arrested. But when it comes time for Vietnam, he has a criminal record. So he can't go to Vietnam because, he, oh. because of this criminal record he has.
1: Was he high when he wrote this?
0: Yeah, pretty much. Well, actually, it's called Alice's Restaurant Massacre. Not necessarily massacre, but I think it's not as violent as a massacre. So he called it the massacre. Massacre. I don't know what's going on there. I mean, it's kind of like an anti-Vietnam, yeah. you know, being a hippie, jumping in your Volkswagen and doing whatever you want to do, man. It was actually became a, a movie in 1969, and Arthur Guthrie played a part in it, too, just based on this, the whole song, this 20-minute song of, you know, going to the restaurant during Thanksgiving and throwing trash away in, in your microvan.
1: That's really funny. I always thought the new—I don't remember. I mean, I remember the movie— I remember that there was a movie, yeah. but I would have assumed the movie came, that the song was written for the movie, but the movie was based on the song you're telling me.
0: Correct. Yeah, right. this is based on a true story-ish, I think. It's kind of uh, something <laughs> that actually happened to Arlo. It was some guy heard the song and was like, well, this is a movie right here. It practically writes itself. <laughs> so I've never seen the film. I'm sure it's spectacularly hippie-ish. 60s. 60s, yeah.
1: Spectacularly 60s.
0: Yeah, so maybe uh, I might, maybe during Thanksgiving, maybe I'll watch that. Yeah, I'll
1: put it right behind the last waltz.
0: <laughs> watch the last waltz yes. first. All right, give me something give good you, give instead another, of this hippie thing.
1: I'm doing another thank you song, a literal thank you song.
0: All right. Yeah, that's right. This is thank you song number three. Yep. All right.
1: Thank you for being a friend.
0: Uh, Andrew Gold.
1: Andrew Gold. Well, written by Andrew Gold, but I I actually I'm going to pick the version from the Golden Girls.
0: Of course you are. (laughs) Greatest show of all time.
1: Yes. Well, Andrew Gold wrote the song. Yes. And he he said it was the quintessential Southern California sound of the late 70s. He said he was in his Brian Wilson phase when he wrote it.
0: (laughs) Mm. Sitting in a sandbox and thinking about surf.
1: Wait, that's. No,
0: Brian Brian Wilson famously when he was going crazy was just like sitting in a sandbox and, you know. And I'm yeah, sorry. Taking a whole other path. Yeah, I'm sorry. Let's go down our, why, why are we thankful for this?
1: I just like the It's I just it's catchy for the Golden Girls. They had a woman sing it. Do you remember from the Golden Girls?
0: Yes. But I don't know who sings that.
1: Her name is Cindy Fee, and she was a jingle singer. She was the voice behind the Hoover Vacuum Cleaner and Pontiac Cars and Wheaties. It's
0: amazing once you get typecast as <laughs> something. Yes. There you go. We yeah. need we need a Cindy Fee type. She oh, she great. actually
1: was the jingle singer wasn't yeah. but yeah I mean I thought that so, that's really cool what a, what a score
2: for her
0: It's still playing on Hulu. You can watch it anytime you want.
1: The lyrics are about a friendship that endures into old age, which of course is appropriate for the show. When we both get older, with walking canes and hair of gray, have no fear, even though it's hard to hear, I will stand real close and say, thank you for being a friend. actually made me cry when I was reading the lyrics. There you go. And
0: that's probably for that line specifically. That's why it was included, they chose that for Golden Girls.
1: The gray-haired ladies. Or the do, white-haired ladies. Who
0: is your favorite golden girl? Who do you relate oh. to?
1: <laughs> I mean, Estelle Getty is hilarious, but probably Maude. I know she's a Maude <laughs> on <his> show, but <laughs> yes, B. Arthur. Yes, that's who you. Yeah, I don't know. I like them all. They're pretty sassy. I think
0: weren't B and Estelle like about the same age?
1: Yeah, but Estelle played the mom. They were right. very close in age. I remember that. Yeah, uh, so you
0: weren't a Betty White type.
1: I mean, I like Betty White. Well, says, see, it's hard to pick. I can't say who, who I you? relate to most. I mean, you know, like it's kind of like picking
0: to... your friends. Who who was your favorite friend? Exactly. <laughs> who's was who your It's friend? hard to say. I think Are I... you a Monica? Are you?
1: I think I'm a. Uh...
0: Yeah, I like to, to think I'm an again.
1: amalgamation of friends. Okay. The, of the boys and girls together. Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: Same with the Golden Girls. A little bit. Yes. A little bit sassy, comic wits, dry sarcasm. Exactly. Uh, okay.
1: I mean, it's a good. I think it's a good mix.
0: Well, that's why I think it works. it Makes a good show. Yes, exactly. You get five talented actresses, you put them together, give them something clever to say, and boom.
1: Well, it was six on Friends.
0: And then you know, of course, there's Marcel. So he was what's what's friends with him? Mar-
1: he was a recurring character.
0: <laughs> or what about Gunther?
1: Gunther. So anyway, thank you for being a friend, Andrew Gold, 1978.
0: Very nice. I love that. This is my other movie that I watch every year during Thanksgiving time. It is Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. <gasps> John Hughes. Oh,
1: very good. Good yes, choice.
0: because yeah, it's John Candy, Steve Martin, Thanksgiving holiday. They just want to get home, or Steve Martin wants to get home, and John Candy has other things going on, and hilarity ensues.
1: Yeah, you expect it to be hilarious, and it, and it was because it's John Candy and and Steve Martin, but it's also kind of sad.
0: Yes. Very poignant. and yeah. yeah. Well, John Hughes was kind of good at that. Like, you know, yeah. you have your funny moments, but then, you know, there's also some underlying uh, things yeah. going on there. But going to the comedic route, one of my favorite scenes is when John Candy is in the car and Steve Martin is asleep and John Candy turns on the radio and Ray Charles Mess Around is playing <laughs> on the radio. And this is a song that he loves, that John Candy clearly loves, and in between... Driving is just kind of secondary to him because he's got a smoke. He's smoking and he's playing the keyboards on the dash. And then he's also singing and not really paying attention to what's going on. It just leads to insanity, to one of my favorite moments in the movie. It all starts with the song, uh, Mess Around. So when I hear Mess Around, I think of John Candy. Ah, oh,
2: you can talk about the pit. Barbecue.
0: The band was jumping. The people, too. Ah, mess around. very thankful that we had have John Candy for this movie, and he's one of my favorite comedic actors. So that's uh that's why I chose no, that.
1: You're digging deep for this. I'm well. I I'm not appreciate digging... that. <laughs> no, not digging deep as in you know struggle, but you those are really are meaningful for some reason. Mine are just your basic thank you songs. Oh,
0: okay. Well, and actually, <laughs> Plainview Automobiles came out in the '80s. So boom, there's
1: your connection. There's your
0: connection. Even though yeah, Rach, that was from the '60s. Mess around. Do you watch that movie?
1: I haven't watched it since the first time I saw it in oh, the theater.
0: Well, I I have a copy of it. You. can you can borrow that actually this is the season of thanksgiving so i'll probably you won't
1: be letting me borrow it but i can probably stream it
0: you can you should it's so it's still funny and it's it's got to get in line
1: behind the last waltz
0: i love it i love that movie so there you go there's my thanksgiving song and so so thank you for letting me indulge on that and now i we go over thank you for sharing oh yes well thank you for your appreciation
1: (laughs) oh so back to me yes going with another thank you song which isn't doesn't have thank you in the title, but it's Kind and Generous by Natalie Merchant.
0: Ah. La, 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 <laughs> la, la, la. Yes,
1: exactly. Yes, that's the chorus, which does not contain any actual
0: words. That's probably why I remember the song. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. Remember? Kind and of Generous. La, 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 la. Yeah, I don't remember how the chorus went. It went like la, 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 la. So but apparently that that was it. That is the chorus.
1: Yeah. So you're not substituting la, the la, la, la's. Yeah. You know, that was really it.
2: You, for your selflessness My admiration For everything you done You know I'm bound
0: I'm bound to thank you for it But she does say kind and generous
1: Yes, a song I remember It was a wedding song Friends got married Later than I did because this song was from 1998, and they used this. This was their wedding song, which I thought was really lovely. She wanted to write a song that had a universal, simple sentiment—just gratitude—and I love the song. It mm-hmm. also is ver- it very kind of brings tears to my eyes sometimes, but it is very simple. Do you remember the video?
0: I don't because that was in the '90s. That was after. Long Late, after well, MTV was yeah. laid to rest by our yeah, generation, exactly.
1: Yeah, it was a circus. It was. A, she was uh, part of a traveling circus. So she and she took on different characters. I guess, which I didn't really get the connection. Okay. But then again, I wasn't always paying attention.
0: <laughs> but yeah, in the '90s. It was Natalie Merchant was huge. Yeah. It was all
1: about. Yeah. All about ten thousand maniacs and yeah. Well,
0: she had left the maniacs. Yeah. That, when she embarked on her solo career, that's yeah. It really she Really took off. And it was doing the the Lilith Fair time.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: My wife recently saw Natalie Merchant last year. Still liked her. Still good. She's not denying that she's getting older. So she's she's all gray and just, uh, oh. <laughs> which I guess was kind of depressing for some of the people in the eye. Like, oh my God, that's Natalie Merchant.
1: I think in the end, people would appreciate that. Sure. Oh. But
0: yeah, so she's still she's still out there and singing songs. And I don't know I don't know if she's putting out anything recently, but. There was, you know, like connection to yes. REM. I saw, you know, Ten Thousand Maniacs perform a couple times because they were the opening act for oh. REM. And I think I saw—I've seen Natalie perform like back in the day. She's great. She twirls around. Yeah, and, you know, does all that <laughs> stuff. Actually, fun fact: that's one of the first shows I took my daughter, my older daughter Maddie, to. We have front row tickets for the show, and it was—it was like a—it was like a small show. It was. It must have been ninety-eight or something like that.
1: That's when this was released. No, because Maddie couldn't have been 98 because Maddie she was five years
0: old, and I couldn't find anyone else to go to the show, and so, (laughs) so so I took Maddie, and like at one point I just kind of sat her up on the lip of the stage. She must have been five, six years old. She was very young, and it's funny because my friend who went before we became friends with them, but I told her that we. we were at that show. She's like, "I was at that show." I was like, "Way up at the in the balcony." Like, "Oh yeah, we were we were sitting in the front." Way row. up in the front. Yeah. On the stage. On the stage. That's that was, fun. Yeah. Yes, when you when you need a second, that's like, "Okay, let me take my kids here." Yes. <laughs> but, that's good. Yeah, one of my early musical moments with her.
1: But I think she has a really an impactful voice. I think she has a nice, obviously distinctive.
0: Definitely. To so my next movie, I don't even know if we could talk about this movie anymore because this guy's kind of uh, on on the out. Oh, no. It's a Woody Allen movie. It's it's Hannah and her sisters.
1: Great film.
0: Hannah and her sisters is still amazing. And it begins and ends around a family Thanksgiving dinner. That's the Thanksgiving connection. Right, of course. So there's that. And it's still super funny despite Woody and his issues going on there. But Okay, so there's this band. There's a scene where Woody and Diane Weist are at a show, at a rock show, and of course Woody Allen does not like rock music. But they're actually in CBGvs and they're watching this band, and I had no idea who it was until I I looked it up. And it's actually a good song. It's a Canadian band called Thirty Nine Steps, and I guess at the time they were called the Two Two Twos. They're a band, and in the, in the they sing the song "Slip Into the Crowd." It's a great song, but of course Woody is, just wants nothing to do with it, and Diane Weist is you know she's having a little toot you know, during the show and when he's going crazy.
1: <laughs> I and- don't remember the scene. I only saw the movie
2: once. I want to be like you Said I'm going to fit to your groove
0: I don't want to be different Said I'm going to be just like you Cause I'm so to buy at right the Saturday
2: night the radio I'm going to dance back because going to do just what I'm told
0: I'm, I'm, I'm feeling in my ears. Listen, you're a witnessing genius. I, 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 my ears are experiencing a meltdown. I can't feel it. can't just feel the energy. It's
2: tangible energy. The room's alive
0: with positive vibration. <laughs> I mean, Wees plays like this. She's just she's old, she's in her forties or something, and but she still likes rock music. She's the hippie sister. Yes. I love songs about extraterrestrial life, don't you? <laughs> it's like, I just wonder says, how they got together <laughs> Not when they're sung by extraterrestrials <laughs> I do uh, I, I like that one scene And I like. I still like Hannah and Her Sisters It's again a funny movie Centered around Thanksgiving a,
1: I, I would like to put it on my list to see again But I don't know that I could see a wa- Woody Allen movie you in my can't, house right now You can't
0: watch Manhattan Really un- uncomfortable to watch But uh, I think Hannah and Her Sisters would be alright Because yeah. I have a copy of that too I could watch that yeah. anytime yeah. No? Yeah. No. No. So anyway, shout out to uh, Thirty Nine Steps and uh, and and hey, their their sh- short performance at, at a CBGB's. I'm
1: gonna have to consult my Canadian music expert on Thirty Nine Steps.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: John, are you listening? You better yeah. be.
0: Also from the '80s, so there's your uh, another '80s connection. Excellent. Yes. Okay. Yay. Well. All right. Thank I... you for uh, for letting me do that. And now, what do you for you got? <laughs>
1: Okay, I am totally reaching here on a Thanksgiving song, but mine was also recorded in 1989, so just under the wire. All right. You know how pumpkin pie is a traditional dessert for Thanksgiving.
0: I've I've heard of pumpkin pie. I do. Are you uh prefer pumpkin over apple or where? where oh are yeah, you going? way over
1: apple. But no, this is I, I'm I'm going somewhere with this, so you got to follow okay. me. But
0: I do. Right. Pumpkin pie is my favorite. We'll have a pie discussion later. But go ahead. Do well, you like pumpkin pie? Are you a, first of all pie or cake? Probably cake. Okay, you? that is incorrect. But go ahead; you can continue. It's not
1: incorrect, and <laughs> and I'm backed up here by my song.
0: Okay. Got so
1: on. where I'm going with this is, so while a pumpkin pie is the traditional Thanksgiving dessert, yes, I'm more of a chocolate cake kind of person. Okay. So I'm getting in my crowded you house,
0: but you don't, you don't have, do you have chocolate cake on Thanksgiving? I always make a chocolate,
1: a, a chocolate something. Sometimes it's a chocolate pie, just to appease the pie people.
0: Thank you. So if you invite me over, you know, make sure you have that. Chocolate pie. Okay, so... So you
1: prefer chocolate pie to pumpkin?
0: No, no. Pumpkin pie, easily.
1: Okay. I prefer chocolate cake to pumpkin pie. Okay. But pumpkin pie, you got to have a little. And I make one of those too.
0: Okay. Do you make your own? You don't go to Marie Callender's? Or... No, I'll make it. Good for you. Do you have a secret ingredient, a secret recipe? No, or...
1: I look for a different one every year. Do you? Yeah, sometimes it's a pumpkin cheesecake.
0: That's good. Yeah. Ooh, that's great. i this... hungry now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, it is almost lunchtime. Yeah. This, so the song I chose is Chocolate Cake. Okay. From Crowded House. Yes. 1989 from Woodface. Wood, Woodface, yes. Which is also my favorite Crowded House album. Really? Yes, it is.
0: Okay. I'll allow that. Not mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that I'm the judge and jury, but yes, go ahead. Well, thank you. <laughs> and
1: you know the song really isn't even about chocolate cake, right?
0: Oh, now I'm disappointed. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's a lyric in the song, obviously, but yes, it's not it, really about yeah, it's
0: one of their. it was an actual single from the... Well I'm hearing this
1: song. It was not intended as the lead single. However. However, it was ultimately released as the lead single. It was supposed to be It's Only Natural was supposed to be the lead song.
0: Oh, that's a great song too. Yes. Ah. Might happen oh, to like chocolate might, cake Bear. This might be one of my favorite albums. I might have to
1: <laughs> You I highly, highly recommend it. Okay. That was two highly. Okay. It did better than the album Temple of Low Men in the US. It was thought that it might be offensive to people because of the lyrics, this song in particular. Chocolate Cake? Yeah, do okay. you know why? Because he refers to uh, the excess of fat on your American bones.
0: <laughs> That's true.
1: Yeah, yeah. so it, yeah, the lyrics, do you know, I mean, the lyrics are totally out there.
2: Not everyone in New York with Paisley and New York Webber His trousers fall down as he bows to the Queen and the Crown I don't know what tune that the orchestra plays
0: But it's about indulging, which we love doing. And that's why yes. Thanksgiving is the perfect holiday, because it's just about eating.
1: <laughs> yeah, there it's you all. go. There's there's the connection. Yes.
0: Just, yeah. I love to eat. I love to get fats. But just. no,
1: it's not, that's not even really the theme. I mean, that's in the chorus, I guess. Can I have another piece of chocolate cake? This is a, right. another sing-at-the-top-of-your-lung song for me. <laughs> Listen to Woodface.
0: Chocolate Cake is a great song. He mocks everything that's American, yes, including Andrew Lloyd Webber, who's English, but just just us going. But, it was an Amer- but yeah. the American appreciation of Andrew Lloyd Webber musicals, because exactly. apparently he had none of that. He probably, he, that's probably what happened. He probably went to a, a sh- an Andrew Lloyd Webber show and like, I don't get this. This is horrible. Yeah. I mean, that's and you what, could
1: see how that would happen. He's, a, you know, if you know his humor and-
0: Just sees the humor and all.
1: Yeah. I needed my little crowded house fix. Okay. Fair enough. Give me your last one.
0: Okay. This is not a movie, but it is a TV show. Okay. That is played every year. Trying to help you out here. Animated show. We see it every year. It's played on Thanksgiving. Usually these cartoon characters are played during the holiday season. You see them a lot. Like peanuts. Yes. This is
1: it Charlie Brown Thanksgiving? Yes. Oh yeah, of course. It's a Charlie Brown Thanksgiving. I was thinking of the Great Pumpkin well, and a Charlie Brown a, Christmas. Of
0: course. Well, yes, those are good, and this is good too. This is a good one. Yeah. Uh, it came out in 1973. Okay, so you're um, a little early for the 80s. Yeah, but it's Vince Guaraldi. Mm-hmm. You know, just that that Thanksgiving theme. You hear the tickling of the ivories, and you're like, "Yep, yeah, this is the peanuts. This is I love this." Song it, it makes you super nostalgic, yes. which is kind of what Thanksgiving and all the holidays are about.
1: And it's immediately Peanuts.
0: Uh, yeah, I know everyone remembers the Great Pumpkin. The and everyone, the, that story's about everyone kind of remembers the Christmas tree, like what's going on there. Thanksgiving, I actually I had to look it up again because I had forgotten.
1: I don't remember.
0: Peppermint Patty's trying to uh, put together a, the perfect Thanksgiving and inviting all her friends, but you know they've got other obligations and they end up putting together their own Thanksgiving uh, celebration. But there's no, you know, of course, Charlie Brown messes it up. The Peppermint Patty quote is, what's this? A piece of toast? A pretzel stick? Popcorn? What blockhead cooked all this?
1: I don't
2: remember this. Oh, really? i have to go and back of and of course, much. it
0: starts off with, you know, Thanksgiving. We, we're talking about football. And then, you know, Lucy's, like, firing oh. up Charlie Brown. Come on, Charlie Brown. This is... We're going to do this. I this would is not, it. This time. I wouldn't pull this from you on Thanksgiving of all days. It's all about football. Mm-hmm. Let's do this. And... Falls for it every time, and hilarity ensues. <laughs> so, well,
1: it's a very good choice, and I'm sorry good, I
0: forgot about it. Yes. Once you play Vince Guaraldi, something about his piano playing, it's like, oh, yes, this is amazing. Yeah. I love this. Yeah. Just that light, light jazz type thing. I used to work at the Wave, and so when I hear Vince Guaraldi, we used to play that all the time. Back in the 80s, that's when it was smooth jazz, and so – girl, we got played a lot.
2: Oh, so
1: just a sentimental. So I hear that. Yes, so there's that.
0: But but yeah, thank, the Charlie Brown Thanksgiving is always a wonderful treat that you should okay. sit your children down and watch it because it's history. It's pop culture history. Yeah,
1: We have seen all the – we watch all the Charlie Brown. We watch Great Pumpkin. We watch – Do you? Christmas. Yeah, but uh, call me. I mean uh, Thanksgiving. I'll have to go back and
0: – Yeah, there's not all too right. many. I don't know any other Thanksgiving. Yeah. I'm sure there are that we're, that we're missing out on. But, you know – Halloween gets a few and Christmas get a lot, but Thanksgiving, not too much. Yeah. They try. They constantly try, I think. I'm sure Shrek has a Thanksgiving (laughs) thing. Who knows?
1: Well, this one's in the queue this year.
0: All right. Good. All right. right. we got a few on the queue that you're going to put in there. It's going to be a long movie weekend. I'm going to give you a list.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Okay.
1: Are you going to prioritize them for me? Sure. Okay.
0: I'll be happy to. So, Happy Thanksgiving.
1: Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to What Difference Does It Make?
0: Yes. Thanks for being my uh, my partner in crime here with on, what's, what's the name of the show, What Difference Does It Make?
1: Thank you, Dave.
0: Thank you. Thank you to everyone who listens. Uh, please follow us on our social media pages. Where, where are those? You home? can
1: find us on Facebook, What Difference Does It Make? Instagram, Ooh. What Difference Does It Make? And Twitter, WDDIM Podcast.
0: Wonderful. Nicely done.
1: Thank you very much.
0: Okay, until uh, next time.
1: Until next time, over and out.
0: Check you later.
1: (laughs) What Difference Does It Make podcast is a proud member of Pantheon Podcasts.